Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Again, last week was the first interview I ever did. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it, it's packed full of knowledge. Go back and listen to it. And then also the week before that, I was really working on talking slower and I did not do a good job. So today I'm going to continue working on talking slower. I also got a bunch of questions about like, why don't you do intro music? What are you doing ads? And my answer is one of my values in my business is to get right to the point save you time and just kind of be in and out. I do the same thing in my classes. Um, I try to do the same thing in my social media. So podcast is no different. I don't plan on doing intro music or ads. I just want you to show up. The podcasts are supposed to be short and digestible. You get the information you need and then you move on with your life. So that's just kind of a little bit of behind the scenes. So today I want to talk about something that will probably piss off 50% of the people as it will relieve the other 50% of the people. So you have to let me know which camp you're in, but it is the fact that you don't have to do certain exercises if they are uncomfortable on your body. It is the norm in the fitness industry to feel like you need to fit your body into a certain exercise. I often get asked like, how can you help me with my deadlifts? Or how do I do planks without shoulder pain? Or how can I strengthen my core so that squats don't hurt my back? And there are so many fitness professionals and PTs out there who will help you achieve these goals. And there are ways to improve form and strengthen or stabilize your muscles to feel more effective and safe in certain exercises. I think if that's your goal to do one exercise and that's really important to you, keep on keeping on. I also want to caveat something real quick before I kind of discuss my take on this. I'm not saying that there isn't a time and place to learn and hone in on on a new skill or movement. Sometimes you have to learn a specific movement for a sport or a job. So perhaps your fitness program should be tailored for that. But I think if fitness is your goal, there's another perspective that I'd like to offer, which is not common in the fitness industry. However, this perspective shift may give so many people some relief. And the perspective is this. Why don't we just choose another exercise that feels better on your body? Why don't we consider selecting an exercise that fits your body rather than fitting your body to an exercise? If someone asks me, how can I strengthen my core so deadlifts don't hurt my back? I say, well, what's your goal of doing a deadlift in the first place? And they're often puzzled by that question because like, duh, why would I not want to do a deadlift? (laughs) They are the gold standard in the fitness industry. Everyone should be deadlifting. I have to be able to do this exercise. But it seems to me that the fitness industry has made the exercise the end goal rather than how your body adapts to that exercise as being the end goal. There seems to be an emphasis on what your body can do for that movement rather than what that movement can do for your body. I'm going to repeat that. There seems to be an emphasis on what your body can do for that movement rather than what that movement can do for your body. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do deadlifts. I'm also not saying that it's not important to learn and practice something like a hip hinge. But my personal philosophy is that the exercise itself shouldn't be the end goal. It's what that exercise will do for you that is the end goal. 
maybe a deadlift, and I'm just using a deadlift as an example, but there's tons of different examples. So maybe a deadlift will allow you to coordinate that hip hinge more effectively. Maybe practicing that movement will allow you to not be afraid to move in that way. And I totally agree with all of those things. And if that's your ultimate goal, then you should continue. However, if it's uncomfortable or painful, despite all of the form changes you do, and despite all the mobility that you work on, and despite all the stability that you do, why do we spend so long on form of the exercise if we can just choose another exercise that achieves the same goal, but without the agony? My end goal for exercise with my members is to make your body stronger and more fit while keeping your joints as intact as possible. So if the goal of an exercise is to improve your strength in the glutes, for example, let's pick an exercise that does that the best without risk to your back. Let's also choose an exercise that feels comfortable on your joints while we're at it. Let's choose an exercise that you don't have to spend weeks and weeks learning and tweaking, but instead just get right to it by targeting the muscle in the best exercise that fits your body the best. So here's my viewpoint. And again, I know many will disagree with me and that is totally fine. I know my philosophy is unique and you don't have to send me hate mail if you disagree. But I just tend to think every exercise you choose should feel satisfying in a way in that it feels productive you can feel your muscles working and it's not uncomfortable on your joints I hear all the time that people are like this exercise is really hard for me to do so I know I need it I know I need to do it more and I want to say that sometimes that is 100% true but I often think that people say something is quote-unquote hard but what they really mean is that it's uncomfortable Do you really have to do an exercise if it's uncomfortable? What if we choose an exercise that was satisfying and comfortable and achieved the same results that the uncomfortable exercise achieves? What if your body is sending you a little warning sign, a little tap on the shoulder that you should listen to? Because discomfort will often distract you from truly getting the most out of the targeted muscle. I believe that we don't have to shove our bodies into these movements that are quote unquote the gold standards just because they're popular or just because a lot of really smart people really love and preach them. Now, there's a difference between replacing an exercise that is uncomfortable or painful or that you hate and avoiding working a muscle group altogether. I don't believe in selective strengthening. I think that we should load and strengthen every single muscle in our bodies. So if you hate working a certain muscle group, say your abs, then we'll just have to figure out an exercise that is more comfortable and satisfying for you to work your abs. But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you get a pass to stop working certain muscle groups. We really have to work them all. So I put a question box on Instagram for people to put what exercises are uncomfortable on their bodies or exercises that they don't love. And the top answer, and it wasn't close, was burpees. I think we got like close to 60 entries in just like the first couple hours that people were saying burpees. In second place was planks, push-ups, mountain climbers, things like that. And then in third place was lunges or some kind of variation of a lunge. So I want to break down each of these one by one and give you permission to choose another exercise that achieves the same goal without the discomfort. If you're white knuckling your way through your workouts, odds are you aren't going to be consistent and or you're potentially ignoring those little warning signs, the little tap on the shoulder and tell you to choose something else that might be more productive or safe for your body. So let's start with burpees. 
I know this is a hot take, but I'm with you guys and that burpees are not my favorite exercise. They never have been. I think that burpees can place a lot of force through the spine in both the jump back and the jump forward. I simply think there are better ways to strengthen the legs and the arms and the abdominals without the unnecessary compression through your spine, feet, wrists, kind of overall in your joints. So you really won't see any burpees in my classes. If we do them in our cardio class, which we only do, we do like a higher impact cardio class just once a week and it's optional. But if we do them in that class, how we'll do it is we'll use a chair. Like you'll put your hands on a chair so that it elevates your whole body and it's a little safer. But even then we do them very sparingly. Like I really can't even remember the last time we did one. So if you hate burpees, I'm giving you full permission to never do them again. And I know for some of you, that's going to be like blasphemy. You don't have to force yourself into this movement if it doesn't feel good. I mean, seriously, there are other ways for you to achieve all of the things that a burpee achieves without doing that specific movement. An option for you, if you love jumping and odds are, if you're doing burpees, you want to get your heart rate up in some way and do some explosive types of movements. I would sub jump squats instead. And I don't think that you have to jump all the time, by the way. Like if you hate jumping, I don't think you ever have to jump if you don't want to. But if you love jumping, Jump squats are, to me, one of the more safe plyometric exercises. And you also don't have to like go super low in your jump squats or jump as high as you can. You certainly can, but it's not a prerequisite for this exercise. So I like to think about just keeping them like small range and kind of springy in your joints. I think that tends to be the safest option. So that's burpees. Next, let's talk about planks and push-ups and mountain climbers, basically anything where you're in a plank position. Planks and push-ups are another gold standard exercise in the fitness industry. You pretty much can't take a fitness class these days without doing some sort of plank variation or push-up or mountain climber or whatever. And I'm not hating on planks and push-ups, but hot take, again, I'm full of hot takes. I think that you could never do a plank or a push-up or a mountain climber for the rest of your life and be perfectly fit and strong and balanced. So Let's first talk about push-ups because push-ups and planks are different in a few ways. And so I want to break them each down. So we actually do push-ups in my classes, maybe like twice a month. We definitely don't always do them every week in our upper body class, but we do lace them in. And I always give the option for chest presses since push-ups are commonly uncomfortable for people on the wrist and the neck and the shoulders. But Interestingly, after I posted that question box on my Instagram and got feedback about which exercises you all don't love, and so many of you put push-ups, I'm starting to realize that maybe we don't need to do push-ups really at all. And so I'm starting to consider planning my classes without push-ups and, or if we do them, do them very sparingly. So my plan is actually to just choose other exercises altogether because I'm really not married to any one particular exercise. Again, it's not about the exercise. It's about what that exercise is doing for your body. And if you are distracted because your neck hurts and your wrists hurt and it's uncomfortable and you're just like white knuckling and you're like hating your life the entire time, why don't we just choose another exercise that feels more satisfying that you're like, oh, I can really feel the muscle working and I really get fatigue and my joints feel really good and spacious afterwards. So how I'll plan my classes so that we still work our chest muscles and our trunk is we'll do decline chest presses and flat chest presses instead of push-ups. And we'll work our abs separately using something like an incline crunch. So the first thing people will say is that 
isn't it less effective since you are doing two exercises as opposed to doing one singular exercise that works both your abs and your chest? Like, wouldn't it be more time effective and efficient just to choose one exercise that kind of is a catch-all? And I would argue that it's not more effective or efficient to choose a catch-all exercise. And let me explain why. And again, Another hot take. This episode is full of hot takes. And I'm not saying that push-ups are bad or that you should never do them. Again, please don't ever think that I am demonizing any kind of movement. I'm just offering my perspective. So here's my perspective. If you're working multiple muscle groups at the same time, you probably aren't getting sufficient work for any of the muscles. You're getting so-so recruitment of more muscles rather than quality recruitment of less muscles. So although it may take a bit more time to kind of tease out the muscle groups and do crunches for your abs and then chest presses for your chest, it's actually more effective and is probably less stress on your joints than just choosing a catch-all exercise. I'm going to talk more about that here in a moment, but let's get to planks. So planks are hard because they involve almost every joint in your body. The reason it's a core exercise is because of a physics phenomenon called active levers. Your spine is the lever for your trunk muscles, meaning that the position of the spine, the bones, the skeleton will dictate how hard the muscles of the trunk have to work to keep the bones in place. So the more horizontal to the floor, the more active the lever becomes and therefore the more the trunk muscles have to work to keep the bones from collapsing. So because your spine is perfectly horizontal to the ground in a plank, the lever is 100% active, meaning the trunk muscles will have to work really hard. So if that went over your head, don't worry about it. And just for those nerds that like to kind of know a little bit of the physics, that's a little bit of a background on that. So planks get a good reputation because they feel quote unquote hard due to this 100% active lever of the spine. But is hard always better? And I did a whole podcast about this, but I'd argue in some cases, yes, it is, but not always. To me, planks have a few issues that make them not as ideal as something like an incline crunch to work your abdominals. So number one, they can be hard on the wrists. In my opinion, your wrists aren't built to tolerate half of your body weight on a consistent basis. Loading the wrists occasionally can be good for bone density, but quadruped can often achieve this where you're on hands and knees or at least doing planks kind of more sparingly rather than spending a ton of time each week in planks when it comes to exercise it's all about dosage so you don't have to do a ton of planks by any means to improve the bone density in your hands and in your arms okay so number two is that they aren't an optimal way to work the trunk muscles They're an isometric for the abdominals, which isn't a bad thing, and it still does work the trunk muscles, but dynamic movement tends to be more effective at strengthening a muscle than isometrics or just holding a position still. So dynamic movement tends to be more effective at strengthening the muscles. Okay, and then number three is that planks involve a lot of muscles contracting at the same time. And this is what I touched on earlier that I want to get into just a little bit more. So this may seem like a positive thing that you're doing a lot all at once. And it can be. However, my philosophy is that when your nervous system has a lot to focus on and stabilize at one given time, muscular output actually declines. So your effort is spread between lots of joints and lots of areas of your body, which can actually wash out the work in one particular area. 
Again, like I said earlier, this leads to kind of so-so results all over. My preference is to tease out each individual area, work that area like really, really well, loading the muscles using physics exactly in the way that that muscle was designed to move, and then move on to the next body part. And what you'll find is that each body part works better together when each individual link is strong. So when every muscle is worked in its optimal way, it comes together to make a stronger whole. So again, planks aren't bad, and we do them in some of my classes, namely the kind of the yoga classes, but if strengthening your trunk, abs, and arms is the goal, I think that there are better options, especially if planks are uncomfortable on your shoulders, wrists, back, feet, which they tend to be in a lot of people. And by the way, if this is you, there's nothing wrong with you. It is super common. I hear it like every single day. So you don't have to do planks to have a strong body. You can sub incline crunches for the abs, narrow presses for the anterior deltoids, the shoulders, and cobras, even if you want to work the back muscles a little bit more. So those are just some examples there. All right, lastly, let's talk about lunges. In that little question box that I put on Instagram for you to kind of input what exercises your body doesn't love, there were a few different variations of lunges that got put in that box. So some people just said plain lunges, but there were also quite a few entries for different variations like forward stepping lunges, curtsy lunges, side lunges, and Bulgarian split squats. So let me just start with regular lunges. And (laughs) to be honest, this hurt a little bit because like push-ups, we do lunges in my classes, maybe every other week, sometimes more. And I think they're commonly uncomfortable because there is a lot going on in a lunge. You have to stabilize your foot and your knee and your pelvis and your spine. There's just a lot going on. And setback lunges tend to be actually my favorite since they really accurately target the glutes. However, like push-ups, I always give the option to take a different exercise because I know they are commonly uncomfortable, especially on people's knees. And this is because when you are on a single limb, your center of gravity shifts to the same limb that you're on to keep you from falling over. Your base of support always has to be centered underneath you or else you fall. So what happens here is this causes a sideways force to go through your knee, which can be uncomfortable for many. Because if you think about it, your knee bends forward and backwards. It doesn't bend side to side. So when there's a sideways force through the knee, it's kind of violating the mechanics of how the knee moves. And so this is why in a step back lunge, I always like to hold onto a chair or or a wall or something with the opposite hand. And that centers your gravity and and kind of brings you back to neutral. So you have less of that sideways force to the knee. So that's one option there. But even despite my recommendation for lunges, they still aren't comfortable for a lot of people. So if we want to work the glutes, can we still do that without doing lunges? And my answer is, of course, Again, you don't have to do another lunge again if you don't want to, and you could still have really strong fit legs. In fact, a step up is more effective for targeting the glutes than a lunge is. So stepping step ups could be your first option. You could try that first. And again, you have to hold on to something with your opposite hand to decrease those sideways forces through the knee. And I'm not going to get into setting up a step up effectively in this podcast, um, because I describe it so much in my classes. So if you want to go take a class, I'll describe it there. So that's just plain lunges or kind of my take on a step back lunge. Another lunge variation is a forward stepping lunge, curtsy lunge, side lunge, um, 
all of those can be hard on the knees, which is why they aren't super popular in so many of you. Like that's why some of you, so many of you inputted those variations of lunges. And I'll do a podcast soon all about the knees to describe why this happens, but I'll quickly get into forward stepping lunges. So you start, you know, backwards and you step one foot forward rather than stepping one foot backwards. So forward stepping lunges bias the quads and place actually a lot of work through the quads. However, they can be uncomfortable for the knees because another physics principle called the ground reaction force is at play. This has to do with Newton's third law, which is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So whenever your body hits the floor, the floor is pushing up at you in an equal and opposite direction. Hang with me. So in a forward stepping lunge, your foot is landing down and forward. I like to think about it if the ground wasn't there, where where would the angle of your foot be? Like if you if your foot just kept going, it would kind of go down and forward at an angle. So essentially, you're getting an angled force back up through your knees from the ground, from that ground reaction force. So this loads the quads a lot. And loading your quads is a great thing, right? We want to load the quads to have strong legs. However, this ground reaction force is also compressing the knee joint, so it often tends to be uncomfortable for people's knees. So what if we could get just as efficient quad work without the discomfort to the knees? So I have options for you. If you have knee pain and something like a forward stepping lunge is uncomfortable for you, guess what? You never have to do a forward stepping lunge again and still have really strong legs. I would recommend probably starting with wall sits. This will load the quads kind of more gently, but still effectively. As your quads and your patellar tendon, which the patellar tendon is the tendon that attaches kind of below your kneecap. So as that gets stronger, you can start to add more dynamic movement, like the knees over toes exercises, um, sissy squats, reverse Nordic curls, reverse Nordic curls. I call them matrix. (laughs) I call them the matrix move in my class. So for you Evlo members, matrix moves. Ease into these movements with small ranges of motion that feel comfortable on the knees. So make sure that you're always going in pain-free ranges of motion to start get stronger and stronger and you'll start to go into more and more range of motion. So although burpees and planks and push-ups and lunges are commonly kind of despised or hated exercises, there are so many more. And this month, my challenge for you is to pay attention to the exercises you really hate doing or that are uncomfortable on your body. See if you can choose another exercise that feels more comfortable and more satisfying. So here's what I'll leave you with. What if you didn't have to do any exercise that didn't feel good on your body? Would you be relieved to know that you can stop tweaking form or doing tons of mobility just so you were better at one specific exercise? What if you could just pick a different exercise that feels more comfortable and more satisfying? If doing a certain exercise is important to you, regardless of your reason, I want you to know that I 100% respect that and you should continue working on it if it's important to you. But for me, I was more concerned about choosing the best, most effective exercises that felt good and satisfying on my body rather than shoving my body into exercises that didn't feel good and kind of white knuckling through my workouts. Remember, comfortable and satisfying is the goal. If you don't have both, choose another exercise that loads the muscle and achieves the goal of gaining strength and don't look back. 
if you want guidance on how to work out in ways that are comfortable and enjoyable and satisfying and actually have a program that you look forward to, I would love to have you in Evlo. Evlo is my online fitness platform where I teach new classes in a very structured program Monday through Friday. I give about a million options for every single exercise we do because I know your body is different than anyone else's and your workout should fit your body. You shouldn't have to fit your body to your workouts. So you can learn more by going to evlofitness.com. That's E-V-L-O-Fitness.com. And that is it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye.